Okay. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to uh, North Lakes Christian Church. We're glad you're here, and uh, we're continuing our series on life principles that every Christian should know. Today's is a real short life principle, but probably one of the harder ones to grasp and put into our lives. Life principle number six, God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Now, this is one of those things that we we have a, as a society, we have a really hard time doing, waiting. Um, I want you to think back over your life over the, the years. And when I ask you to think back about the time in your life when you were the, the strongest or the most courageous, uh, think about some of those things that pop into your mind, those things where you were strong and, and courageous. Maybe that time that you saved someone's life, if you ever were fortunate enough to do that, or perhaps the time that you stood up uh, to that adult or that bully or even a parent in a very tough situation where you, you put on that strength and courage. Um, you might even think about that time you won the big game or you were given a trophy for, for doing something awesome, whether it was a dance recital or a, a contest, a singing contest or a band thing. Or, uh, you overcame that nervousness and became very bold and strong. Most of the time when we think about those kind of things, we think about being strong and courageous makes us think about action when we take some sort of action or we we do something over and above what we would normally do but this morning I want you to think about this idea of waiting now I'm sure that when I ask you to think about that situation where you're strong and courageous none of you were thinking about a time in your life where you were asked to wait on something <laughs> I want you to listen to Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen. It says, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Now in that song, it's basically saying that waiting is being strong and courageous. And, and that's something that we, we hardly ever think of. We never think of waiting as showing strength. As a matter of fact, we think of it as the opposite. We think waiting is showing weakness or laziness in this world of ours in this hurry up world waiting for anything causes us to lose our temper causes us to lose our good sense and more frequently than than we care to admit we hate waiting no one enjoys waiting in line. We don't like waiting at stoplights. We don't like waiting for dinner. We, we don't like even waiting for good things. I think about, you know, I, I like to watch, Lynn and I like to watch these shows, these house shows. And, um, I don't know if you like to watch those shows, but uh, um, I love it because within about 30 to 40 minutes of watching that show, you get to see them uh, take a, an old beat up house and at the end of that 40 minutes, it's brand new. Well, that's 40 minutes. Now, if I could tell you right now, if I had to wait, some of those uh, house renovations take literally days. And if you're, if you're looking at Grand Designs, that television show, that, that's filmed over a series of years. 
and we get to see the end result in in 60 minutes we we're like that we're if we had to actually wait to see all that happen we would lose interest very fast it's like it's like the fishing show you know if we were uh um you know you like to watch those fishing shows you like to watch every time they cast they're catching a fish well if you had to wait to see them catch a fish it takes hours upon hours upon hours for them to film that because they're they're waiting out there for hours and hours if we had to actually wait that long none of us would watch those fishing shows <laughs> we want what we want and we want it right now yet the word of god insists that we learn some of life's greatest lessons while we wait I've heard it said this, heard it said like this, waiting rooms can be hard classrooms, but God promises vast rewards to those who wait for him. God plans to use those long pauses in our lives for blessing, if we let him. We might think that waiting for a fish or waiting for uh, a house to get restored, you know, all those things, you know, overall are not very important. But but this idea of waiting, if we put it in a different context, has has very, very important implications. What about this idea of waiting when we put it in the, uh, the genre of our health, in that area of our health? You know, uh, this uh, idea of we all want to get healthy as fast as we can. We don't want to take the time to get healthy. We want to take that pill to get healthy, or we want to do that diet to get healthy, or in the, the area of athletics, they all want to take shortcuts to get strong. You know, they want the, to take that shot or take that pill or or do that training regimen that, that gets us there as fast, gets us to our peak performance and our peak health as fast as we can. And, and oftentimes when we take those shortcuts and we're not willing to wait, for the results, that can really bring very, very uh, um, catastrophic health uh, uh, issues in our lives. Also, this area of waiting is uh, important in, in the morality of our world. You know, I've uh, we've talked about this before uh, about a month ago or about a month or two I shared these statistics with you before but this idea of waiting waiting for uh, sex until you get married and we all in a, as a society and culture we all have this idea that oh no one no one can wait that's a that's an impossibility it's not it's not something that's realistic well i read a study uh, a few months back that said uh, they questioned um girls from the age of 15 to 18 and they asked them if it was possible for them to wait until uh, they were married to have sex would you do it and over 80 percent of them said they would over 80 percent said they would they would wait if they felt like they could well they can that's the whole point we in our society we we put this pressure on everyone that they can't wait. They can't wait for that that new product. They can't wait for that new phone. Everything, all the 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 products and 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 uh, the retail sector of our lives are are based on this idea that we can't wait. That waiting's a bad thing. 
So why does God so often ask us to wait? What's the benefit? I want you to consider five major rewards of waiting. And I'll just go through these very quickly. Number one is when we wait, we discover God's will. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things works together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things work together for those who love him. Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. God wants us to know it is not about the delays, it's not about the waiting, but it's more oftentimes about the timing of things. He has specific times he knows that are best for us. And when we wait, we get to see what his will is. We get to see that timing. We know that waiting is worth it when we see that he is involved, that he is working all things out for our good and for his glory in his time. We have to keep our eyes on him. We have to keep listening to his voice and his direction. And in that way, we learn to do and to see his will. If we are able to wait, oftentimes we miss his will because we're not willing to wait for it. Number two, if we're willing to wait, we receive his power, his energy, and his strength. Again, we receive his power, his energy, and his strength. Isaiah 40, 29-30 says, He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, and they will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. What a, what a beautiful verse. This gives us this idea of this picture of these young people and these youth. They grow weary and tired, and, and these vigorous young men, they stumble badly. What is causing them to stumble? It's when they try and take control of their own lives and they are unwilling to wait for the results, for the will that God has for them, and they want to control it all themselves. And they stumble and they fall and they grow weak and they grow weary. But this verse also says, but those who wait on the Lord, they will gain strength. And they will mount up with wings like eagles. And they will run and not get tired. And they will walk and not become weary. We receive his power, his energy, and his strength when we're willing to wait. Just as God deepens our relationship with him through times of waiting, he also increases our energy, our faith, endurance, our strength. We grow in the likeness of Jesus. And we, we put on his attributes. We put on things like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All of those found in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the, the fruits of the Spirit. We put those things on when we're willing to wait for Him. It's interesting to me that when we try and take control of our lives and not wait, when we're impatient, all of those 
fruits of the Spirit, they seem to float away from us. They seem to, to dissipate in our lives. Those people who are willing to wait on God, who are patient, those people are the, the ones who are loving and joyful. They've, they've learned how to be kind and good, good and gentle. They have self-control because they're not, they're not out there trying to, to get everything for themselves quickly, but they've learned how to be patient and faithful. We receive His power and energy and strength when we're willing to wait. Thirdly, when we're willing to wait, we win battles. Proverbs twenty twenty two says, Wait for the Lord and He will save you. Oftentimes we want to win our own battles. But when we're willing to wait on Him, He steps in and wins those battles for us. Wait for the Lord, for He will save you. How wonderful to see the Lord rescue us and bless us with His favor. When we do things our way, in our own hurried time, we end up defeated. But when we wait on God and obey His commands, He ensures our victory and keeps us from our foolish ways. I can't think of any better illustration than what's just happened in the news just recently with our Australian cricket team. How, how disappointing that they felt like they needed to take control of the result of this test match and, and cheat in order to get ahead. They felt like they needed to win that battle. And, and when we do things like that, when we try and take control, when we do things our own way in our own hurried time, we end up defeated. Whether they win the test match or not, they've already been defeated. And this will mark their athletic careers forever. And it's all because they felt like they needed to take control over that situation. It's very sad. When we wait on God, we obey His commands, when we follow His principles, He ensures our victory and He keeps us from our foolish ways. Number four, when we're willing to wait on Him, we see the fulfillment of our faith. Isaiah 49, 23 says, Those who hopefully wait for me will not be put to shame. Basically, that verse is saying to us that we... Uh, our faith will be realized and people will see our faith that, that uh, there will be no shame in our lives that, that when we are willing to wait on Him he will, he will show people, show the world our faith. Now if you look back in Hebrews, the, the faith chapter in Hebrews, if you, if you look back in Hebrews and you see all the listing of those men and women of faith almost every one of those people that are mentioned in that faith chapter waited on the Lord. There's some aspect of their life where they had to wait for God to act and for God to come through and for God to win their battles and for God to, to fulfill his promises to them. And each of them are listed there because that was one of the key elements in their life. If you want your faith to be realized if you want to see the fulfillment of your faith in your life and for your faith to grow, there's going to be ha there's going to have to be some element of waiting in your life. And if you can't look back in your life and see those in your in your life those elements of waiting on God and allowing him to work and to move, then you will have a very weak 
fake faith life. And so I would encourage you to, to look at this area of your life, to, to look at, at whether you're waiting on Him, whether you're taking that step back and waiting on Him and allowing Him to work. He is the only one that can truly help us and He will never let us down. And when we trust and obey in Him, we will see the fulfillment of every hope we've entrusted to Him. Lastly, this morning, when we're willing to wait, we see God working on our behalf. Isaiah 64, 4. Isaiah spoke of God who acts in behalf of the one who waits for Him. What, what a promise. When Isaiah speaks of God, he speaks of one who acts in behalf of those who wait on him. While we actively wait, he actively works. It's not like waiting is some weak, uh, uh, some weak process, a lazy process, but actively waiting means that you're doing something. You're, you're being strong. You're being courageous. You're you're actively waiting while he actively works. Think of it this way. Every single day, we have the greatest mediator working on our behalf. Even when things seem to go wrong, he is making sure that everything works according to his purposes. And when we wait, we're an active participant in that process. And although waiting can be one of the most difficult things in, in the Christian life, it is not wasted time. God works on our behalf during those times. God gives us instructions through periods of waiting. He may change our circumstances while we wait. He keeps us in step with himself and prepares for us his answers. He uses that time to sift our motives, to change our hearts, to strengthen our faith, to transform our mind. And when we choose to wait, God rewards us with all of those blessings. Think of waiting on God as something like planting a garden. I'm sure many of you out there have planted gardens, you planted seeds, and you've you've watch them grow and you've used the harvest to um, to feed your families what you do is you put a seed under the soil and you water it and then what do you do you wait <laughs> you wait and you wait and you wait and the sun comes and the rain comes and it nourishes the earth the seeds begin to grow and day after day after day you finally begin to see evidence of what you've planted. Now suppose that you had grown impatient during that process and you went out before the, the plants even came up above the ground and you started to dig up those seeds because you couldn't see anything happening. You would have ruined your garden. And that's the same as what we're talking about here. When we we try and step in and try and rush the process of what God is trying to do for us in our lives. When we try and step in there, it's just like we're digging up those seeds. And we're really, really uh, being detrimental to that process of what God is doing. Remember, some fruit takes a long time to mature. And the one who wants to bring forth 
fruit in our lives knows exactly how long we need to wait. The perfect time. And at that perfect time, he will bring forth the fruit that we need. Therefore, trust him. Be patient. Because he is producing the most wonderful and precious fruit that you could ever hope for or imagine. So life principle number six, God acts on behalf of those who wait for him.